You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. We look ahead to Saturday's Champions League final between Liverpool and Real Madrid, assess key comments from Eric Ten Hag's first press conference as Manchester United manager, Antonio Conte promised significant funds to bring in new signings for Spurs, and we hand out the Two Robbies end-of-season Premier League awards. Well, that coming up in today's episode. Rob, just before we get into football, I, I think it was uh, it's the right time for the two Robbies and hopefully all our listeners just to send our thoughts and prayers to all those affected in the terrible uh, shooting at Uvalde in, in Texas. Um, obviously, we're hoping that some things will change in the future, but thoughts and prayers to everybody who's affected by that, and, uh, from everybody, I think, in the football community. Absolutely, Rob. And um, yeah, difficult transition, but let's talk football. Um, Mm -hmm. The Champions League is coming on Saturday. Liverpool take on Real Madrid in Paris. Um, Wow. It's been some road to get there Mm. for both of these football clubs. You've got to say a very different path, Rob, Liverpool's had than Real Madrid's had. And I don't know whether that's going to come into the thinking for favourites for this game, Rob. Mm. Um, with With Real Madrid, of course, what was it, uh, PSG, Chelsea, Man City, two of those yeah. games they came from behind, scoring a ton of goals. Um, with their experience, Robbie Earle, with the success, mm. you know, with the winning habit that this club has had in this competition and with the seemingly nothing will stop us finding a way, yeah. I guess Real Madrid are slight favourites with the bookmakers, etc. Rob, I haven't seen too many odds. Yeah, um, sure. We'll get into the details of, of injuries mm. and stuff like that. But just off the off the kind of at the top here at the start, Rob, do yeah. you feel that Real Madrid, given that kind of stuff that you mm. you, you you know that, that's non tangible, you you can't yeah you know, it, but it's real. That's, do you yeah. make them slight favourites, or do you think Liverpool's team's better? I think it's a good question, and and, and I think Rob, in looking forward to the game, I can see a case for both dressing rooms feeling. They're going to do it. I kind of you, you're right. Yeah. You look at you look at mm. Real Madrid. They lost their first group game to Sheriff. Won all the others. They got PSG in the, the knockouts. A one 0 down. Get that done. They get Chelsea in the next game. Were three one up. Losing three 0 Look like they're out. Get that done. The Man City one, as we know, is is, is classic football. You know, four three down, and then end up beating mm. beating um, Manchester City. The the, the Benzema fan. I think if you're in that dressing room, Rob, and the amount of times that you probably shouldn't have been in the competition, you should have been out of this one and you're still there, I think that that dressing room will believe that they can win it. I also think, Rob, as well, and looking at, I was just looking at the league and a few of the games, they've almost had a little period where they can almost get themselves ready for this game. In contrast to Liverpool, we were at Anfield Mm. at the weekend. We saw, Mm. I mean, Liverpool were on 
full alert. They, they were full out to make sure, you know, one nil down and one one, and then you know before the second goal went in, and obviously they got the third. That in the end didn't matter. But it was Liverpool team that, that's at full stretch. That's possibly right at this time of the season. And they've had sixty two games, I think. I think sixty three yep. will come at the weekend. 63rd. Yeah, you know, three defeats all, all season—incredible, you know, um, record they've got. But there is a sense, maybe that it's just starting to get to that sort of exhaustion point. It's just getting to that point, and I just wonder if, if you're Real Madrid, you might feel, come on, you know, they're not quite right where they were. Now, Klopp's mm. going to do his work. They're going to have a week of prep, and they'll be ready. But you know, if I'm Real Madrid and I'm Ancelotti, I believe I'll be confident. Jurgen Klopp isn't going to allow anything. And I don't think the group of players read a few in, um, articles, Jordan Henderson talking, Mo Salah talking, you know, all focused on this game. They, they want this. And in some respects for them, Rob, I want you in the mage, just that they almost deserve this Champions League. They, they, they're better than a, a domestic double, you know, to have pushed City as far as yeah. they've gone, to play the football. Yeah. They're better than a, a league double, but they've got to get it done. Mm. They have got to get it done. And, you know, just going back to what you say about the Real Madrid dressing room and stuff. Yeah. And I know what you mean, um, but they've got to be careful not to be too confident, Rob. They've mm. got to, I'm sure they, they respect and they appreciate the, the players in that Liverpool dressing room. Yeah. Now, I tend to agree with you, Rob. And we looked at the game, didn't we, from, from Anfield. We had brilliant seats. We're in these observer yeah. positions. are Tremendous. And... There were changes to the Liverpool side. We've seen changes from the FA Cup final to league games. Um, I thought Liverpool looked and have looked only the last two or three games a little tired, maybe a little mentally tired, a little exhausted. And the changes, which we've credited and we've praised, yeah. like yeah. the Jurgen Klopp squad now, that he's got the pieces to move in. And that's true. And they've got the results. They've done, I mean, very, very well. But... It's not as though we're watching Liverpool team right now that's purring. Remember like two or three months ago, Rob, where this team was like irresistible, the way it was playing, the goals and everything else. You had every part doing its thing. That hasn't been the case. Now, the results have been there. But coming into this game, can they shake themselves down? Can they find that that ultimate Liverpool performance, which has not been there, though, again, the results have been there. And let's just go through the list of players, Rob, that we're we're not sure about. And Jurgen Klopp Mm -hmm. isn't going to tell anybody who's fit and who isn't fit. I think we're assuming, and I go down the list here, we're assuming, might be maybe wrongly so, that Virgil van Dijk's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of... I think looking at him on the pitch, Rob, we saw him after walking around, playing with his kids, kicking a ball. I don't think you're doing that if if you're struggling. Yeah, okay. I think Thiago Acantara, midfield player, came off, limped at the end, and Jurgen Klopp is particularly worried about him. I think he has to be a big doubt. I think he has to be a very big doubt for the game. But he's not... I just went on a couple of websites (laughs) just before we jumped on. All the signs are that he will start, Rob. No way. He's coming out of there. Now, whether that's wow. a bit of brinksmanship, whether that's playing games, all the signs wow. of it, Thiago will be ready to go now. Again, wow. we don't know if this is, 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 is gamesmanship or we don't know. But yeah, a lot of the reports yeah. are saying they think he'll be okay. Wow. So I didn't see that. Mm. I've had a busy day today. I didn't yeah. catch yeah. too much of the news today. So yeah. that's interesting because he's one mm. of the biggest outs on this list. Yeah. I think Fabinho, back in training, mm. Robbie Earl. Yeah. So... I, and a key piece, an absolute key piece, yeah. Fabinho in there. And there's others that can do it. Milner's done it. Yeah. Henderson's done it. Yeah. But I think yeah. he's going to be okay. Joe Gomez, a big doubt. Yeah. Maybe not one of their starting players anyway. Origi, not a starting player, is out. Mm. And Mo Salah, 
came on, of course, in the yeah. last game against Wolves and scored. So he, we assume he's going to be absolutely fine. So if this team can shake out, Rob, and you've got Fabinho back in there and Van Dijk yeah. back in there, yeah. you know, it, it's going to have to play its peak, Rob, mm. um, to get the job done. But with Jurgen Klopp, the job that he's done, and basically the run of results they're on. I mean, you know, the Spurs draw was the one that, yeah. that stopped yeah. him winning the Premier League title, I suppose. But that was a, a tough game of football. I think when you look at the team, uh, it's just the biggest. If, if this team can perform like we know it can, yeah. with all these main pieces in, in place, I think Liverpool are slight favourites. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've heard different kind of over the last few days, Real Madrid are favourites, no Liverpool are slight favourites. So it's all over the map. I'm yeah. telling you now, if Liverpool play to what we know they can, I yeah. think they're too good. I think yeah. they're better defensively than your, than, your, than your Man Cities and maybe your PSGs and some of the previous teams that they've got through and scored a ton of goals, by the way. Yeah. And Karen Benzema is obviously the main threat. Apparently, he's only three goals, I think, Rob, off the top-scoring European Champions League player. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So there's reason for him. Um, but no, I, I, I want to chuck in the, the matchup that I think everybody will be looking for, Rob, mm-hmm. before I let you come back in again. And we're going to go in the same direction there. And it is incredibly important. And it's Vinicius Junior yeah. <laughs> against Trent Alexander-Arnold. Mm-hmm. The left winger, incredibly yeah. quick, Rob, very pacey. Yeah. But most importantly... It won't be, he's not the sort of player where you might think, you know what, he might not get much of the ball. He might not be direct as he normally is. He's super direct. He's super involved. He wants to take on his fullback. And as we know, Alexander Arnold Mm -hmm. is not at his best when he's chasing and stopping a one on one skillful player, particularly as quick as as Vinny Jr. Yeah, is that that's got to be one of the key matchups, hasn't it? Absolutely, it's got to be one of the key matchups. And and again, you know, you start getting your thoughts toward the game and whatever. And and, and part of me thinks, well, is it one of those days, Rob, as a manager, you would would go to Trent, Trent, today, I just want you sitting. I don't want you bombing full. Do you know what? I I don't because that isn't who he is, Rob. That's his personality. So that's where I go back to, I think, Fabinho being fit is so important because I think Hendo can play on that right-hand side. Hendo in front of Trent... Uh, yeah, might give yeah. Vinicius a bit of a problem. He, he, he'll yeah. stop balls into his feet. He'll have a little bye. If Trent does go on, Hendo will sit in there and use his experience in his body to, 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 to get him. He's, he's nowhere near athletic as Trent, but football-wise and, and, and football now, I think he, he'll be able to do a job and stop that threat. So Fabinho mm. playing mm. centrally allows yeah. Henderson makes on a that massive right difference. It's a good point. A massive difference on that, the right for them. Yeah, it's a great point, Rob. And also that right side of Henderson playing right of the mm-hmm. midfield three, Trent on the right back, and then yeah, Mo Salah, the, yeah. the rotations. And again, I think we've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Watch out for, for uh, Jordan Henderson yeah. making those outside runs and whipping that ball in those first time crosses. Yeah. That's that's proved very very good for them. So that I, I think the right side is always key. Mm-hmm. Who knows who's going to be on the left side? Is Luis Diaz? Yeah. Sadio Mane is going to play up front, you might think. So there's going to be a few, you know, a few little not surprises, yeah. but interesting team selections from the yeah. point of yeah. view. Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming that Casemiro is going to be okay to play in the middle mm. of the park. Yeah, looks like brilliant, it. brilliant holding midfield player again, Rob. I, I, I just love watching him play yeah. with the experience and the quality of Modric and Cruz around him. So, I mean, in, in trying to, you know, what a what a final it is for oh, for yeah, you, know, you know, for 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 everybody to watch and enjoy yeah. this Saturday. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, I heard you, so read a bit about Jürgen this morning. He's saying that, you know, this isn't revenge for 2018. Different team, different outlook. We're looking at it through, through a different set of eyes. We're, we're the different uh, football team now. We, we understand sometimes you have to suffer. We come through. We've, we've got better squad. We've won more things. We're more mature. So all the right noises coming out from there, Rob, that, that, that you would expect. Um, from these, but do you think on the, on, the, on the revenge thing, on the revenge mm. thing, we know that Mo Salah has already straight yeah. away basically yeah. said unfinished business or, mm. you know, there's a bit of revenge out there. I mean, if he's that fired up yeah. and he can deliver on, on mm. that stage. He's not quite been as great as, uh, you know, no. towards the end of the season. No. He gets his goal at the weekend. He ends up with a golden boot. And listen, nobody's absolutely yeah. arguing his value and worth to the, to the football team. But... Yeah, maybe that little bit of fire in his belly where he felt undermined with the Ramos challenge last time in tears as he was off and wasn't able to play. That, I don't mm. think that's a bad thing as long as it's kept within. And he's not somebody who usually goes over the top. We've not seen him with the red cards and all that stuff. So, no, mm. a little bit of fire in his belly might not be a bad thing for uh, for, for Mo and, and something what he feels he, he has to prove. So, what are you thinking in terms of prediction, Rob, in terms of score? I'm, def- I'm, going, for, I'm going for a Liverpool... Yeah. High scoring, yeah. narrow victory. Something like a three-two. I, I, that's what I'm feeling. I just feel that in the in in the periods of the games, if Liverpool can ramp the intensity up for 15, 20 minutes in each half, a period where they can get Real Madrid blowing, exhausted at full stretch, those are the periods Liverpool can win the game. Now. I suppose people would say, well, we, you know, we're following English football and we're going with the Premier League team. Not at all. If I felt Real Madrid had it, listen, I've said these absolute danger in Real Madrid. I said when they played City, this ain't done and vice versa. And I will say the same into the final. But I've got to believe that this Liverpool team backed off what mm. was a, a moment of disappointment at the weekend for the Premier League. But it looked, you know, we were in the stadium and it looked like they got over that. They've got something else to go for. I think it's um, full attention to Champions League, and, and I think they'll, they'll find a way to do it. Garen Benzema, of course, is the main threat for, for Real Madrid, Rob. Just like yeah. my last thought on it, just thinking about it. And Virgil van Dijk, again, a little bit like yeah. Fabinho, fit, is yeah. critical, is mm. critical because he, he, he manages that high line. Yeah. He's the one that times the offsides. He's the one that's clever on the offsides. Mm. Garen Benzema is a lot of things. He's not quick. Yeah. If that's a quick centre forward against Virgil van Dijk, well, that was runs in behind, I'd be even more worried. Vinicius Junior again is the main yeah. main threat against Trent, but even at, even with the balls over the top, Rob. So yeah. I think Fabinho is a very important part, and Virgil van Dijk is an incredibly important part as well. Again, just backing up my my prediction, mm. Liverpool need those two players to start, and uh, again, the team needs to find its its groove. Yeah. I think they can do it. But, I mean, what a flipping... What two football mm-hmm. clubs, Rob? You know, what two giants of the game yeah. to go head-to-head um, on Saturday. So, we'll look forward to that. And, of course, we're going to report back yeah. on a podcast l- later after the game. Later after <clears> the game, yeah. Uh, well, that'll be our last podcast of the season. But we'll uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll look back on that game in the sea of Liverpool. Can lift that trophy. Three uh, cup wins for them in the season. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, my friend, let's turn it to, to a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, there's been some, some big stories going around. Not least Eric Ten Hag had his first press conference for, for Manchester United. Um, what did you make of the former Ajax man coming at United? Will he have to learn how to deal with the English press? Might they try and lead him on mostly into some, some areas that are going to be difficult? They are. They are. I mean, you know, apparently he's, um, he's spoken to... Well, he's, of course, he's going to speak to the, the current mm-hmm. interim manager that I guess has just gone now. Yeah. Um, my mind's blank on the Dutch manager they had a few managers ago. Um, Van Gaal? Louis Van Gaal? Yeah. He yeah. spoke to Van Gaal about it all. Yeah. Um, he's going to have to rely on Steve McLaren, who's going to be one of his yeah. coaches, Rob, yeah, yeah. in terms of how to handle the media. A million percent, that's yeah. a part of it. That's just a part a of the job. Part, it really it? is. I mean, David Moyes, never got, David Moyes never got that bit right and, and ended up, couldn't stay in the job. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things out of it, Rob, that, that we can quickly talk about. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that I think we agreed on, that Cristiano Ronaldo... Yeah. Why wouldn't he be part of the immediate future of the football yeah. club, if not maybe the longer term? And he kind of basically said, well, yeah, I kind of expect him to bring goals when asked what he was going to bring. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been, it's, a, it's why would you want to start off and, <laughs> and, and, and get rid of the guy that scored 18 Premier League goals and uh, was pretty yeah. amazing in certain moments of the season? Um, the, the kind of the, 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 I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he's sort of saying, you know, asked about Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp, Rob, and their eras mm-hmm. in English football, how difficult it's going to be to try and get up with them. He kind of said, well, every great era, you know, kind of comes to an end. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mind that. Like, the fans want to hear things like that, Rob. Yeah, I think yeah. the fans are not stupid. They, they yeah. know that this is a very big job and, and the United aren't going to be ready to compete with those two clubs yeah. in the near future. But, but, Ultimately, that's what they want to be going for. And they yeah. want to hear their manager say things like that. Mm. That, mm. that, you know, they, they had, you know, of course, Sir Alex Ferguson famously talked about knocking Liverpool off their perch yeah. Rob, yeah. a long time exactly. ago. Yeah. So, you know, I don't mind it. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, the other thing was Harry Maguire. Rob, wasn't he? he was asked about Harry yeah, Maguire. About he's asked about, I think, Vic, uh, Victor Lindelof, I, I read as well. That I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. And it's yeah. not, this isn't the time to start analyzing no, what he says no, it's no, super no. early yet yeah it's just a couple of interesting little bites the Ronaldo thing is the main thing for me mm. he knows I think he said that he's got to start right back at the beginning he's got to go yeah. right back to yeah. first base right back peel this thing back yeah. it's a big rebuild needed yeah. certain players are you on board for this or are you not I'm thinking of Marcus Rashford in his incredibly disappointing season and even yeah. the, the the ending part with um mm. the interim manager in charge at the end there yeah yeah, it, it, it hasn't been great, but, but I thought it was quite refreshing. I thought it's a difficult thing to come in and be over positive, <clears> but I think he, he, he's, it's Manchester United. You've got to you know, be talking as though this team can get better and can get back to competing. Pre-season, the, the first day of pre-season is when it all starts, is when he really gets to work with this group of players. It was interesting, I read a, a, an article with Marcus Rashford that he's Apparently coming over to the US in June, he's going to do a, a month's uh, training, get himself in shape, wants <clears> to kick off, you know, a new manager, a new start for him as he's sort of at the crossroads of his career. I mean, done such mm. great things and come to the academy. Um, but, you know, decisions to be made on a number of players. It was interesting. I thought Ten Hag did a good job of saying Harry Maguire has been a good captain for this club. 
He's yeah. um, had some successful moments and, you know, we, we'll be working together. So I, I think we did a reasonable job of just putting out fires where people were trying to and, and you know, stabilising things. Listen, eventually, Rob, it'll be when we kick off next season, what kind of shape they're in, what kind of squad this looks like and, does, and, and will he start getting some results. Jurgen Klopp is a great example. What was it now, seven years ago? He walked into that football club. And I remember, Robert, I saw something the other day. It was 2015-16, he came in. He had Joe Allen. He had Mamadou Sacco. He had Christian Benteke. I mean, those were, that was in his squad. And then those were the people that took him a little bit of time before the Van yeah. Dykes and the Allisons <clears throat> and the Luis Diaz's and the Mozart and all those. And, mm. um, you know, that's where Manchester United have to think their progression is going to come there's a lot of things I'm excited about seeing Man United, Rob. First of all, what I would say is that it's been such a horrific season and a horrific experience uh, with Ralph Ragnick as, as an interim. It's as low as it's ever going to be, in my opinion. So with a pre-season, yeah. of course, recruitment is going to be yeah. critical. It always is. But what I'm trying to say is good pre-season. Show us you can coach, which I'm sure yeah. we can. Yeah. Show us you can get um, organize a team. Yeah. Show us you can motivate players individually, yeah. like initially as one-on-one and what's going on. Yeah. Sit down with all the key players yeah. and, of course, as a group. And there should be big improvements. Now, of course, of course. Champions League football? Yeah, we don't expect them. Champions League well, football? Is, is, that the, is, is that where a top four team of Manchester United caliber should be? Yeah. It, 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 okay, so in his first season... Mm. That is obviously the target. But, I, yeah. uh, you know, the Jurgen Klopp stuff, Rob, like, I, I just yeah. want to see progression. Yeah. If they finish fifth and mm. it's pretty obvious this team is getting better, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, they want to be in the top four and that will be the target. I'm just, I, I think that we, this team could improve a lot immediately. Given yeah. a new manager, he's the future. He's got a full preseason. He's going to coach them, organize them. Um, they can't be anywhere near as bad as they are right now, Rob. Yeah. And 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 they, so there should be progression and improvement, and that's what I want to see. Now, if that continues all season, they should be they should be absolutely in the, the top four race, mm-hmm. and you'd hope they get in it. If they're not quite there, it's not you know it, this isn't a time for Man United to be impatient. They want to stick with somebody for a long period of time. The club does. I'm sure the players do. I think the fans yeah. do as well. Yeah, yeah. But it's just the manner, and, I, and, I, and I'll be quiet, it, it's, a, it's the manner of the performance, mm-hmm. what we're seeing, and we can see it with our very own eyes yeah. of how the team are playing. Are the players locked in? Are they motivated and organized? Because you'll see it. And, and, and it's shocking if they've been over the last few months. It can only look better when he yeah. puts the first team out early August, Rob, in a few months' time, and we start to see the look of it and not even talking about what players are going yeah. to come in. So there should be a big upgrade, but mm. it's got to be something that we can see week in, week out, that he's doing stuff that's making a difference. Quick line, just before we, we, we talk about Tottenham, because there's some, um, some interesting news there. There was just pictures of Erling Haaland was in Manchester yesterday. We saw the scenes of, of the team celebrating the, the Premier League. It looks like the one or two were having a good time with that one. Um, but Erling Haaland back in... In Manchester, um, it was interesting, Rob. I read a couple of, of interviews, and I think we, we've touched on it maybe on the podcast in terms of Holland coming in. You know, what? How does that fit? What? What does that do to the team? You know, there was a few uh, Manchester City fans saying, "Listen, we top scorers in the league. Look how many goals we got from all over the place, and then mm. we're going to get a possible twenty, mm. twenty-five goal man in there." Mm. 
he's not quite the plug and play that we've known in the past, though, is he? There might be a bit of work for Pep and the team to do to accommodate him in, in, in the way they want to play. Might even change a little bit the way they play. I think so. Everybody's got their own opinions. And, and, yeah. and of course, everybody's got different feelings on it. My particular feeling is he's such a... <laughs> He's such a different sort of player to what you might expect in a Pep team. Mm. Now, we've seen bigger strikers, more traditional number nines with yeah. Pep um, that didn't work out very yeah. well. Big yeah. Zlatan, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, of course, yeah. Yeah. but maybe a little different the way his personality. We mm. see him go uh, Lewandowski at Bayern Munich. Well, that worked yeah. out all right. He scored a ton yeah. of goals. So Pep, Pep's so, he's so smart that he'll find a way for it to work. But I, I, wouldn't, I don't expect it straight away. Of the stuff that I've seen of, of Erlen Haaland, his, his general build, I've said it before, build up play, yeah. football technicality yeah. isn't his strength. He's a brilliant finisher. He's strong, powerful, really quick, loves getting in behind and finishing chances and getting in the box. And that's sure. going to bring a lot of goals, of, of sure. But it, so it might, might not play through him. They might not play through him in that same way. I just, I just think it's going to look different. If they keep playing into his feet and they're expecting him to, to dribble players and play clever little one-twos and, and dribble out of type spaces and score lots of goals that way, like an Aguero. Aguero, yeah. that's yeah. his game. Short, you know, powerful, skillful, yeah, brilliant finisher. Yeah, yeah. He's a different sort of player. So that's where it's going to take a little bit of time, even though, you know, hopefully the goals start coming for him early on. They, he's yeah. such a great finisher and he's a poacher and he's, all these things that you want a number nine. The 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 all of, when teams bunker in, which they do against City, and they and they pin him in, he he will be useful for crosses and the way he attacks the ball. He's yeah. not going to be useful for trying to find a little tiny way through past, which a great thing like Bernardo Silva can do, Kevin De Bruyne can do, yeah. uh, Phil Foden can do, um, Ilkay Gundogan can do. They can find these little gaps. That's why they've got ninety six goals in this season. He's different. He's different. But a brilliant goal scorer. But but I would expect to take a little bit of time. I think yeah. the football will look a little bit different. I think there'll be times when Pep's frustrated with him, Rob. I think he'd be frustrated with him. that he well, gives we'll him on Pep the side hates. of the pitch, giving him one of those. Well, well Pep, Pep hates the strikers giving the ball away. Yeah, so he's yeah. got to be clean, and that's got to be a part of his game that gets better. Um, what do you think, Rob? Well, I, I he, seem to he, say a lot about him. What do you think? Uh, it can't make them any worse, my friend, is what I kind of think. And Well, if so he gives the ball away every time he comes up to yeah, him. Yeah, but right? I, I think there's... there's, there's <laughs> in what, how Pep plays and what he does and the training methods and, and the, 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 the football IQ. We've seen Jack Grealish, who's a very clever footballer, mm. who, who's juggled at times to understand his role and well, how he plays. Yeah. And I think Haaland's the same. Haaland's younger, less experienced, not played in the league before. But I do think these times, I think you talk about the defensive time, maybe not so many people have to open up your midfield to get into the box mm. and you've got somebody there. Mm. I think there's options now and then to whip a ball in with a little bit of height and pace. And I think yep. he can bring you, bring you a different type of goal to your team. And he will, he will improve on his technicality and his football IQ. I think Raheem Sterling was a great example. The Sterling that left Liverpool and the Sterling we're saying now were two very different players, having worked under mm. Pep and understood his methods. So I don't think there's any downside for City. I think it, it just adds to their pool of quality. And listen, Rob, yeah. if, if he's not quite good enough, he's not quite working, he might sit, him, sit himself on the bench. Pep won't matter about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he might. And cut he in might. When, he need, when he needs to. Yeah. So, um, you know, they'll be, they'll be setting the standards again and, and be throwing the gauntlet down with Haaland in the team. And it's something they're going to uh, have to uh, catch up. The team that will be looking to catch up, my friend, could very well be um, Tottenham Hotspur, Antonio <clears> Conte, <throat> we believe, 
by all reports, is being given around $150 million um, to spend on this, this team. So it's about $187 million to spend. There is talk that Conte is looking to possibly extend his contract. Talk that Harry Kane's looking to give sign a long-term contract. With Kane, with Son, with Conte, with Cash, Spurs in business. Yeah, they're in business. They're in business. £150 million, pounds, Rob. Mm. Three very good players at 50 million quid. By the way, they're players, by the way, with the Romero and Kulisevsky kind of players. Yeah, so the early signings of the new director of football, Paratici, looked pretty good. Now... That's a decent. That's a decent amount of money, isn't it? 150 million pounds is a decent amount of yeah. money. We know that we know the manager's a champion. We're starting to see not total consistency, but a lot better in terms of consistency. And again, we know that preseason is very important to Antonio Conte. That incredibly important with with yeah. more tactical work, fitness work. Um, <clears throat> of course, it's going gonna, gonna to come down to how much better the starting eleven is. Of course, 38 games trying to compete with Liverpool's yeah. incredible squad and, and Man City's will be very difficult. But, you know, you, you, you could throw in there a dark horse for the title if, if they bring in the right people, given what he's done before. And given, I don't know, the, the front players, Rob, than the goals they've got in them. I mean, and Kane started this season miserable, not interested, awful for long, I mean, many, many games. Yeah, well, we he's know why. Either. Yeah. Yeah, we know why, but 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 it happened, mm. and they finished fourth. And if he gets, if he's chomping at the bit from day one with training and with everything else, and a few players in midfield, or maybe I think defenders will be important to them. Rob, with these three players, yeah. I think a wing back, uh, at least one centre back for me. And I and I know that Dyer's done better and, and yeah. Davis, but Davis isn't the answer for me. It just isn't, and he's looked good, and he can be a, you know, maybe another le- left wing back or also a backup player in the left side centre back. Um, Christian Romero is a is a strong beast of a defender. Another one of those defensively. I don't know in the middle of the park. You need something. Maybe you do. So yeah. there's three or four players can come in on that money, and they can have a good run at it, Rob. Given um, this finish right now and what it means, you know, for the finances. I certainly think they're looking at Chelsea, certainly the third place team, and be saying that they want to be competing, if not challenging them for, yep. for a top three spot. And as you say, listen, if, if things start well and this little fella's in charge, you um, you won't put anything against him. And he's often, Rob, I looked back at his Chelsea teams. I mean, he, he, he gets he, he gets a shift out of people. Victor Moses was part of his team. You know, Alonso, uh, Marcus Alonso was a big part of his team. He had, he had one or two in there who weren't all champion players. But they fit his system to do the way he does. He needs, he needs, he needs one of those. He needs a Victor Moses moment, yeah. or because you can't yeah. assume that all the Sassignon, Sassignon could be his Victor Moses. Yeah, he, 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 he looked all right. Yeah. What other areas do you think, Rob? I think are we agreeing that the front three or four with Lucas to come in? Pretty good. Pretty good to go. I think a midfield, a bit more passing midfield quality. They talk about John McGinn and one or two others that have been mentioned in, in that mm. area. A third, another centre back to go with Dyer and Romero, okay. because the whole the whole system is based on that defensive structure. And as, as well as um, Ben Davis has done this season, in fairness, he's done a lot better than I thought. Rob, um, mm. again, and, and some of that might be down to the coaching and organisation of Conte. Another top quality young aggressive 
centre back who's yeah. good in possession yeah. can can play out of the back as well. Now, now you're starting to talk business. I think wing backs as well is right something. Wing back, right right wing back, right particularly wing back. yeah, Emerson Royal. I'm not sure. I know he's a good age and he's a he's a he's a good athlete. I don't know whether he's got the technicality. And there's also a little bit of talk about Sergio um, Regalon, maybe moving on, Rob. So yeah. I, I don't know whether there's something going on there at left wing back. And I, I know Ryan Sessegnon has done pretty well of late. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they've got an eye on somebody in that position. But I just think, as we see now, you look at Cancelo, you look at Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah. and Robertson, yeah. the wide fullbacks in modern-day football are incredibly important for creating. They're, yeah. they're the enablers, the creators, the assisters nowadays, particularly in wing-backs. So I think those areas need to be upgraded as well as possible. But, yeah, I'm sure they're on it. Our teacher yeah. be on it right now. And you're thinking Harry Kane, you know, last summer, couldn't wait to get out when he goes City. Do you think Harry signs? Is this him long-term? Bedded into to Spurs with Conte's ambition, and it looks like a little bit of money from the football club. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if if there's any noises for him to leave. I would. I mean, we know the city was a place he wanted to go. Yeah, that's dead dead and buried with uh, Haaland coming in. Um, would he want to go to Man United, given the the, the influx and the and the state there in the moment? I think he's prob. I think he's going to crack on and try and be a legend and try and win something you know, the top honour at Spurs. So, yeah, I'd expect him to stay on. I expect Antonio Conte now to stay on, given those kind of... I mean, they're only reports, by the way, this £150 yeah, million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's it's the right kind of number that you might expect, given making the top four. A little bit of breaking news, my friend, as well, just talking oh. of Spurs. Former Spurs manager, Jose Mourinho, has just won the Europa Conference oh. League with Roma. So, again, the special one, the first person to win the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Europa Conference League is no one other than Jose Mourinho. He's a winner, my friend. He gets it done, um, and he does Absolutely it in a certain style, and um, he's got it done. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listen, let's move on to the most important part of the podcast this week. It's our end of season two Robbie's award. I know all of English football is on bated breath. Players and managers oh, sitting by the phone waiting, you know, with their um, acceptance speeches of, of how pleased they are to get these awards. We're going to start off, mate, with the best signing of the season. Uh, there was a number in this category. I'll just, a few headline ones. Luis Diaz, Dejan Kulusevsky. Mark Kukurea, Mark Gui, uh, Jose Saw, Christian Eriksen, to name a few. Mm. <laughs> Where are you going? We haven't, we haven't chatted. We haven't, by the way, we haven't really chatted no, about we it. Haven't chatted, no, we haven't chatted. No, we, so we, we we'll could, just go. We could, I don't know. I mean, listen, the, the list that we kind of got from our producer and stuff and, and sat through and thought about it, I mean, it's a brilliant list. Yeah, I mean, wherever could, you I mean, they, could, they all could get an award, to be honest. You could give them all an award. million percent. But we're I, not allowed to, my I, friend. No, I, 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 I can't look by Luis Diaz, Liverpool, for $51 million, yeah. 11 appearances, four goals, three assists, 25 years of age, Rob. It's not a huge fee. I mean, it's just not. And what he's, what he's already brought and what he's going to bring to the future. I, I love Kukurei at Brighton, Rob. We saw, yeah. watched yeah. him this young Spanish fullback. And all the players you mentioned there on that list, but but given what Luis Diaz is likely to go on and do, given the money, given everybody says that you can't buy top players in the January window, 
Yeah. I mean, it's just a... And I know Liverpool is attractive and players want to go there and Spurs trying to get Luis Diaz. Um, but I, what we've seen of him, Rob, and what he's... I'm sure he's going to go on and do it. I just can't look by Luis Diaz for, for the best signing this season. What do you think? Okay. Um, great names there. Um, one to add to it, actually, that, that wasn't on this. Cristiano Ronaldo. Can't forget about him, Rob. Came in and, and you know, as Eric Ten, uh, Ten Hag's talked about what might be part of the future... I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but it's our award, so I'm going to do it. My kind of signing stroke loan signing season, Conor Gallagher, Crystal Palace. Conor Gallagher, mm. my friend, came into this football club after being at West Bromwich Albion, looked a bit of an up-and-down midfield player who can, you know, good energy, get around, you know, score the odd goal. Seen a different player. Seen a player who's gone into a Premier League club who I think has awoken um, his parent club, Chelsea, to say there could be a talent here. He's got himself in the England setup um, and could bring something to Chelsea. They don't really have that dynamic mm-hmm. midfield runner who can get forward and make things happen and disrupt the opposition. So my lone uh, best signing uh, of the season is Conor Gallagher at Crystal Palace. Before we move on to the next category, and by the mm-hmm. way, I like, I like it yeah. a lot in terms of making an impact and, and really... Mm-hmm putting himself out there. Just one other player, Rob, that I thought you might have gone, Christian Eriksen. Yeah, yeah. He, not he, not he only was, uh, returning yeah. to professional mm. football, not yeah. only returning to the Premier League, but returning yeah. to Brentford in a moment in time where they were massively struggling. And as yeah. soon as he signed and yeah. we started to see his quality, he started to get out. It took him a few weeks to get kind of match fit. He made a huge difference to their season yeah. with his quality, with his crossing, with his goals. And the team started winning again. To a yeah, point where they really got way safe very early. So yeah. the story is huge. And I, you know, I, of course, you know, we thought about all these players. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I go with Lewis Diaz, but what are, we've got to give yeah. an honourable mention yeah, to Christian Eriksen, yeah, what he's gone through and what an impact he made yeah. for Brentford. And by the way, it looks like, it sounds like maybe he's going to stay on. Right, yeah, yeah. I just wonder if Spurs might be back in, in by the way. They talk about Spurs on, on a free transfer, yeah. you know, could, could be good business yeah. for Spurs. But yeah, it's a good shout. Uh, Christian Eriksen, yeah. um, you know the scenes that we saw of him coming back to to uh, Premier League football were were um, very humbling and and I think very emotional for for him as well as us watching. We're going to go to the other end of, of, of the scale, the worst signing of the season. Yeah, you know, the award that many don't want. We got Brian Heal in there. We got big Romelu Lukaku, one thirty five million dollars from Inter. We got Jack Grealish, club record uh, transfer fee. We've got Jaden Sancho came in for big money from Borussia Dortmund. I'm going to go in early. Um, I've got to go in early because I've got to go for, for the guy who you said was going to win uh, Chelsea the title. Big Rom. Yeah. Didn't happen. Season no. fell apart. Even late on when I thought maybe he can pull this together and, and win an FA Cup final. Didn't happen again. And they've got an $135 million problem right now at the football yeah. club. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, it's the same one. We've got, we've got a duplicate here. I mean, he's 29 years of age, Rob. He's going to be 30 next birthday. And that amount of money, and not only has he not done anything in the league, he, you know, th- there's been a fallout. So there's, there's also a fallout to try and uh, recover from, apart from the fact that he's looked off the pace. He's looked short in so many ways when we all thought he was going to add what they didn't have. And this is, this is 
you know, I'm going to say Lukaku because of, of my prediction and because of thinking he knew the Premier League. He knew yeah. how to score goals on the back of a brilliant season in a team that's got so much creativity and wing-backs that he was surely going to get the service. It's one of the things that I can't tell you why it hasn't really worked out. I mean, no, it's a little different uh, from Inter to Chelsea, the way that they play. But I mean, that amount of money and what the expectation was... Uh, I had to go in. Jaden Sancho has been very disappointed as well. But, of course, younger. I thought there were moments where you started to see his quality. But in this season and, and, and the, the environment... and Yeah, it's I, difficult, isn't it? It, it? No question disappointing, but I, I think he, he has... A, I'm, I'm, I'm more believing he can come good than Lukaku. Yeah. I'm also more believing that Jack Greedish can come good yeah. as well. Again, disappointing. You mm. said about earlier how it's hard to sometimes fight yeah. to please Pep. Um, but yeah, we're on the same page there, mate. Romelu Lukaku, wow! Like, and what are we going to see next next mm. season? Because you know, it looks like Rob again reports today that the government are about to yeah. ratify, approve, rubber stamp yeah. uh, Todd Bowley and the new consortium of owners that own this football mm. club. That's, that's great news. If yeah. that, I don't feel super complete yet, um, yeah. but. Yeah, player trading is what football clubs all about. Lukaku, mm. um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if there's some deal done where he's gone, mm. and they need another centre forward. But yeah, we're we're on the same page with that one. Our next award goes, uh, and it's a kind of award that we talk about each week in the podcast, and and I'm going to call it the underappreciated performer of the season rather than player. So I'm going to broaden it out a little bit, and and you'll see for reasons. And I'm going to jump straight in with mine, Rob. Should be before we start. My unappreciated performer of the season is Thomas Frank. Oh, manager. I'm going to go for the manager. I think in in, in a season when Mm. we'll talk about Pep and and Klopp and and Conte and all these guys, a manager who came into the league with a team and never played in the Premier League, who gave us some brilliant moments. Remember that first game at home to Arsenal? And the fans cheering and the guy in tears and and we saw the the, the relationship with with the fans uh, at the community stadium. Um, it's, they were favourites to probably fate, one of the favourites to go down. They actually, Rob, and it was a really interesting line I read this morning. They finished 13th in the table, got 46 points. Remember, this is the team who came up in the playoffs. Well, incredible. Norwich and Watford both came up uh, as first and second. Norwich mm. got 22 points this season. Norwich got 23, so combined 45 points, and Brentford got 46. I mean, it's incredible. Right, so if Thomas Frank is, is the manager. David Raya, I think the goalkeeper. Christian Norgard in midfield. Rico Henry, uh, left back. Ivan Tony, players, Rob. If, if Brentford were, were to want to sell to plenty of um, people, would be in for him. I just think it's a brilliant story. And I think he's underappreciated in what he's done at this football club to keep them well away from relegation trouble. Obviously, the Christian Eriksen. Um, signing did play each part, but that was only his relationship and him going out to, to Ericsson and, and being the first there. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to make sure that he got an award this year. Thomas Frank, Brentford Football Club. Well, I think it's a it's a brilliant, brilliant shout because we're going to do uh, manager of the season uh, a little later. Yeah. Um, but it's a brilliant shout because of how difficult it is. Underappreciated Thomas Frank. Yeah. I think it's, 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 it's great. The football that they played, mm. the front foot football, you know, first season euphoria is always strong, and it was with Brentford. But still, to recover off a really bad run 
um, was great. And uh, you know, we still talked about Thomas Frank, but a yeah. smart guy, a smart football club. Good shout. All right, I'm going back with players. Yeah. And, you know, I think we've talked about him and, and people have, have talked about him a lot where maybe he's a little bit more appreciated now. But Jared yeah. Bowen, West Ham United with 12 goals and 10 assists from a wide position, not playing as a centre forward, just received his first ever senior England call-up, Jared Bowen. I mean, he's got to be, he's got to be the underappreciated guy. Yeah. And there's talk, well, he isn't underappreciated with Jurgen Klopp. Mm-hmm. There continues to be mm-hmm. talk about Liverpool coming in for, for Jared Bowen, a player that started the season fairly slowly. I remember on our shows, Rob, saying, everybody's doing so great at West Ham. They had a great start. Well, yeah. Bowen's a good player and hasn't started quickly. But he became the main man. Mm. And it's not just the goals. You know what makes him special. And he talked about it. He talked yeah. about his love of doing the other side of the game defensively, work ethic, how put his full back out. And again, a wide player. And his quality finishing when he's had opportunities has been stunning. So somebody who's yeah. come from God, the smaller clubs in the smaller leagues has taken his yeah. opportunity at West yeah. Ham United. And I just think, yes, he has become appreciated. You know, in this category, mm. you, you, you know, this is a season yeah. long. So, it, yeah. you know, you're never going to, we're not, we're not going to chuck out a guy that people aren't, aren't aware yeah. of. Yeah. But into all the ones that we chucked out, and you, you did an underappreciated team for our last Premier League show yeah, on yeah. Sunday, I think Jared Bowen still will be captain of that team, um, given the level that he's reached, Rob, and the level that yeah. West Ham reached. And now an England call up means that the manager, Gareth Southgate, feels the same way. What a player, what a season, yeah. Jared Bowen. Absolutely. Um, three years ago, Robbie was playing a championship for Hull. He signed in January oh, 2020, yeah. West Ham United, and um, mm. you know his rise continues. And most great, what I like about Jared Bowen, Rob, is these players down in the league who can look at him, and that's who he can become. You don't have to be at a top six academy. You don't have to be signed for hundreds of millions of dollars. If you work hard, you get your break, and you get in, and, and you you know you you give it your your all. Sometimes that's enough. And and you know, fair play yeah. to Jared Bowen, goal scorer, mm-hmm. work rate looks like a great lad to have in your football football yeah, club. All round player, um, you know, yeah. would would be on the radar of, of, of big uh, of, of big six clubs right now if um, if mm-hmm. West Ham were were interested in selling, which I'm sure they're not. Okay, mate, let's go to the big one, manager of the season. It's the likes of Pep Guardiola. Jurgen Klopp, Eddie Howe, Patrick Vieira, Thomas Frank would have been underappreciated, but um, Antonio Conte taking a Spurs team into fourth spot. But where's your where's your, your inkling here? Well, okay, I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with with somebody that that gets a, a massive honourable mention, and that's Eddie Howe. Now, some people might have, might go for him. Maybe you're going to go for him as manager. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just I'm mentioning him. him. Right not, now. I'm going for him. Well, yeah. I'm not I'm not quite going for him, but okay, I get it. And you're going to give him, I guess, the props that he deserves. Yeah. But the job that he's done is pretty remarkable. It is mm. pretty remarkable. Um, but I, I am going to go back to the top of the league table. Um, and <laughs> I'm going to go for Jurgen Klopp. Now, I understand who won the championship. I understand that mm. Pep Guardiola would, would, would maybe, with a lot of people, would win it. I'm going to go with Jurgen Klopp because he has chased down this Man City side all season long whilst getting to the final of all competitions that they played in. They have the final one, the Champions League, yeah. uh, of course, on the Saturday. If they, if they don't so, win yeah. the Champions League, Rob, does, does that... Because he was on my list, but it would depend. If he won the Champions League, I would say... Well, 
It's about winning, though. I, I know it's this, not. this is more. This is more about the Premier League. I mean, this is a this is a kind of Premier League awards. Mm. My my argument is he's had to, he's done well in other competitions, right? Yeah, and that, he's played well, played sixty three games, and so given the not not, it's more about he's got to cup finals all the other cup finals, but he's had to then go back and win Premier League matches. Pep's had a, had a little bit of time. He got out of the other cups. Of course, they, they didn't make it through to the Champions League. He's had a little bit more time to rest and recover. So Klopp's had to deal with all that mm. and still was, what, 15, 20 minutes away from winning, the potential winning a, uh, a quadruple. You know, the, the three goals in five and a half minutes from Pep, they took it away from him. Mm. Um, and to finish just one point behind this this giant of a team in Man City and, and the resources that's been there to, to build a brilliant team and with a great manager... Um, and I, listen, others might disagree that he fell short at the end, but given yeah. the season, given the, the the changes, some of the injury issues, he he upgraded the team throughout this, made some great signings. He's got this, the signing of the season and, and Luis Diaz. And to finish one point behind whilst juggling everything else, yeah. I just I just would pip Jurgen Klopp um, ahead of Pep and of Eddie Howe. Well, listen, I, I can't, you can't argue with that. And I believe he's won the Premier League Manager of the, uh, of the uh, Award, I think it was today or yesterday. He's been given that award. So, obviously, people agree with you. I kind of feel like if he, won, if he wins a treble, it, it would mean a little more and would probably get it. But, but, but I've gone another route, and, and you, you touched on it. I've gone for Eddie Howe, Rob. And I've basically gone for Eddie Howe because on the basis of where this football club were, to where they finished, I think it's 11th in the table, 49 points. They played primarily top four football for, for, for a large part of the season that they got into the football club. I'm not convinced if Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola went to Newcastle, they could have done a better job. Hmm. And the biggest indication of what Eddie Howe has done and how he's done it is a Brazilian centre forward called Joe Ellington, who in football terms we say couldn't hit a barn door. He couldn't hit a barn door, my friend. He's turned him into a box-to-box midfield player with energy, with importance. Made a couple of great, great signings, like Guimaraes. Got more out of St. Maximum. The Matty, mm. Cat, uh, Matty Targets, the um, Kieran uh, Trippiers. Yeah. Just mm. a brilliant all-round job for one of the toughest jobs in football. It's a place where, under pressure, big ownership, plenty of money, plenty of, uh, of eyes... Um, I just think Eddie Howe, I wasn't <laughs> sure Robbie was he, he, he could do it and certainly do it in the manner and the style that they've they they they've played. I mean, the, the, the win against Arsenal was was incredible. Mm, it's, mm, it's a standard mm, of where they football club mm. could go. Um, Eddie Howe, mm. my league manager of the season. Rob, it's a it's of course it's a great shout, and and of course he's right there with me as well. And what I'd add on to that, Rob, in terms of other stuff, Callum Wilson, his main centre forward, was out for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Kieran Trippier, who was a good signing, was out for a long period of time, a yeah. critical moment. Mm-hmm. And the style of play that you talk about, we know is incredibly important to the fans, and he did it. Yeah, he played his way out of there mm-hmm. with a brilliant balance of defending and attacking without his key players. So listen, it's a great shout, and and. Yeah. And, you know, if he wins that award from, from the League Manners Association, the sports writers, whatever yeah. it is, I, I would applaud yeah. him. It's yeah. super close for me. And you make a great argument. And I think it's, yeah, it is a remarkable job. And God, can you remember, Robin, our shows around that time? You know, they kept yeah. losing. We're like, 
the numbers are going to the numbers are going to go against him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to win the games to get out of relegation, the relegation zone. So, truly a magnificent job. Um, even of course, it wasn't a full season long, but no, I, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't argue, mate. It's a great shout. Little honourable mention for our friend Patrick Vieira as well, by the way, mate. He's gone yeah, in our football club and Tough absolutely yeah. turned that night around. Okay, the final one of this uh, of the season, uh, our player of the season, Premier League player of the season, 2021-22. I'm going to let you start, my friend. I, was, I don't mm-hmm. know where okay. you've gone. Obviously, we've got the likes of Mo Salah, Kevin De Bruyne, Young mm-hmm. Son, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's anyone else on your list of... No. No, not really. I mean, you, you can throw some outsiders in, but yeah. we're, we're not going to gimmick. We're not going to gimmick yeah. this award to, to, to players that, that's a cool pick or whatever. I'm going to give my honourable mention first. Sorry, mate. I, 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 I just, but Hyomin Sun's performance at Spurs, I think, has been inc- pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, was it 23 Premier League goals? No penalties. You know, Mo Salah, I think it's five penalties with yeah. his 23 Premier League goals. More assists, I get that. Um, so, so Sun would have picked. Mo Salah for me, but it's Kevin De Bruyne. It's Kevin De Bruyne. They're champions again. What was the numbers? 15 Premier League goals, yeah. eight assists. Apart from everything else he does in midfield, mm-hmm. apart from the, the superb key passes um, and the, the energy and effort that it takes to play in the middle of the park. Another championship for him, getting yeah. no younger now. I think he's 30 years of age. And, and you know, it, it's we can, we, we, I don't want to just stats this award off, Rob. We can yeah. look at the stats. This yeah. is this is of course it's stats, but it's also my eye and what yeah. I like to see in a footballer and what I appreciate. And I appreciate some of his passing out of nowhere, the through balls that don't get an assist. I appreciate when he scores his goals, it's with both feet. I appreciate the power that he scores them with and the accuracy that he scores them with. I appreciate that he's got a big heart and he fights to win balls back at times. And you can tell when he's when he's wound up and fired up for games. Uh, that's what I appreciate. Um and he's a winner, an absolute winner. And I appreciate a player comparing a little bit with Mo Salah, Rob. And of course, there's no losers here. But in the last few months, look at his numbers and look at his performance of Kevin De Bruyne. Talk about a player that stepped up against the best teams, scored both mm-hmm. both times against Liverpool in the Premier League. His numbers recently, it's four goals the other day. He stepped up in the last three months to get great numbers and to win points for his team. And, and this amazing run, it, of course, has got his, his name all over it, where Mo Salah, you know, hasn't been quite so effective in the last few months um, when Liverpool have needed it. You come back from the African Cup, um, it, it hasn't quite looked the same player. So I appreciate a man that steps up in the key clutch moments to, to help his team win. So Kevin De Bruyne is my Premier League player of the season this year. That's a very, very strong argument you, you put through, my friend. Um, I'm going to go the reverse. Again, honourable mention to, to Sonny. I slightly differ with your opinion. That, that I, I totally get that he's got no penalties. But by the way, you've got to score the penalties. Ask me, Ed Morris. Take yeah. the penalty. Yeah. It isn't a given, by the way. Um, I've gone the reverse. I've gone for Mo Salah. And I've gone for Mo Salah because I think most people go for Kevin Bourne. And listen, with my eyes, the best... Technical footballer in the Premier League is, without doubt is Kevin De Bruyne. And I appreciate having played in midfield. And when I see what he can do with the ball and look at that and just think he plays a different game than what I, I played, I totally get it. But I just think with Mo Salah, my friend, that he's, he's almost like the player of the year because he's, he's slightly underappreciated. 
23 Premier League goals this season wins him the Golden Boot. Joint winner with the Golden Boot. Let me add what else he did. 13 Premier League assists. For a guy who's supposed to be greedy, for a guy who's supposed to be selfish, 13 Premier League assists. People sort of talk about the African Cup of Nations. Since he's come back, he's been involved in 11 Premier League goals, either scoring and assisting them. Yeah, but he's, should be more. His, his numbers he's, should be more. More. Do you think he's? Do you think he's been at his best in the last? the last few months I'm after? I'm sure that? he's been in his best. But I, will, I could argue Kevin De Bruyne in the first half of the season wasn't at his best. I, his numbers over the last five seasons, Rob. I went back: 23, 22, 19, 22, 32. Three golden boots. Plays in a wide position, scores goals for fun, continues to give his best to the team. African Cup of Nations, goes out of there, doesn't sulk, doesn't have a thing, gets straight back on, on the pitch and delivers for his team. There was a time when we were saying, there was an argument, Rob, is this the best player in world football? Yeah, and, and from that point, Rob, if he continued in the same form, the same strike I mean, rate, the same to, stunning goals, play, I know it is. played 38 games, but he was playing at that level. I, I just feel that this guy... For some reason, the general public seemed to not particularly like Mo Salah. Well, I don't know. I mean, people talked about him being the best player in the world, Rob. A lot of people did say about that. He he will be looked at as a Liverpool legend when he's gone. The amount of goals he scored, Rob, and and the way he's done it. Yeah, but we're talking about this season, aren't we? We're not talking about other seasons and the numbers. He's been an incredible player. We're talking about this season. I'm saying 23 goals, 13 assists, performance levels and golden boot to a team that just pipped out by one goal when they needed a goal in the second half against Wolves. Guess who comes on and gets the goal? Mo Salah. He Mm. is my Premier League player of the season. Very cool. Very good. Two brilliant players. And and, and it's not the time to argue about these. And it's just a time to appreciate different people's opinions. Different people look for a little bit different things and your criteria a little bit different to mine, but that's what Mm. makes it interesting. And I'd love to know, you know, what our listeners and viewers think. I'm sure our listeners will have a view and and, and tell us. Yeah, and they might want somebody else. They might think, they think, John and Son, like given in in a weaker team. For me, I always think that the hardest thing in football, a ball to do is put the ball in the back and that this guy does it on a very regular Mm. basis. Um, but listen mate always good to catch up we're going to head into the weekend see if Liverpool can make it a trio of cup wins they face Real Madrid in Paris for the big one make sure to look out for our podcast we'll do that pretty much straight after the game that's on Saturday May the 28th and that'll be our last two rubbish podcast of the season we'll do the Reds attempt to win their seventh Champions League title but for now I'm Earl he's Musty together with the two Robbies thanks for watching listening be safe stay healthy it's a good night and it's good night from him. Good, good night. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.